Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Product of St. Louis and the Lindenwood University, lead anchor for MLB Network, joins us now. Good morning, Mr. Amsinger. How you doing? Uh, you know, I got a bit of a dilemma. Uh, tonight is the company holiday party, uh-huh, and I, I don't know if I want to go. It's at an ice skating rink. Mm. I, do, do you guys skate? I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm skate. a bad skater. I, I've never been on a pair of ice skates in my a day in my life, Greg. Right? Like, <laughs> why there? I mean, can you imagine me in a suit and a tie skating? <laughs> no, I can't. No, I, can't. I, I think it leads to a mess. I'm gonna. My hair is definitely gonna get messed up at some point. I I, I don't think I go. I, I just don't think I go. Maybe I make an appearance, but they're all gonna try to you know peer pressure me to get on skates. <laughs> That's gonna be a disaster. You'll be six nine. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice, man. <laughs> I can't do that, man. That's a six nine guy can't fall. So. Uh... Who? Okay, so you got NHL Network there too. So it's the entire company, right? Leaving the NHL guys out of it. Among the baseball guys, who's going to be the best skater? Uh, I'm going to guess Al Leiter. Couldn't you see him with a scarf on, with his whole family holding hands, <laughs> skating around like the the rink at, yeah, yeah. at Central Park in Manhattan? Yeah, I just feel like he's the best skater. But good point, Randy. Why do we tip the scales to the NHL Network guys? Like, why are we doing what they're good at? What, what, is, what is that about? <laughs> Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. But- yeah. I mean, we need to look at revenue and see who's bringing home the bacon. I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to guess. It's MLB Network. Why are we going to a skate drink for a holiday party? I, I gotta call my agent, <laughs> <laughs> Greg. We were uh, free agent signings. The teams well, are uh, before we get uh, to free agent signings. One other thing, Greg. I don't know if you were aware of this, but Chris Carpenter used to practice when the Blues when he was here with the Cardinals. And Chris Carpenter was a hockey player growing up in New England, and he would get out and practice and play like Pronger. He would hack guys in the ankles. He would run guys into the boards. Chris Carpenter was an amazing hockey player. And you know that's a psychological power because. All of those hockey guys don't want to get on the mound and throw out a ceremonial first pitch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that, he's basically going, guys, I can do what you do, but try doing what I do. And that's just, they know they can't. That, that, to throw a baseball as hard as you can with pinpoint accuracy is so difficult. The only thing more difficult is hitting it. So all these guys that think <laughs> baseball is, is this easy sport, it is a disaster if you're not great at it. You look terrible trying. Greg, that just made me think of how intense Chris, Chris Carpenter was, and it made me wonder who is one of the most intense baseball players you've seen. I, I, it come to mind Albert Bell getting hit by the ball and not deciding to leave the batter's box. No, I'm going to hit. I don't care that you just hit me with the ball. Who are some of the most intense baseball players you've seen or been around? Uh, well, I mean, the mad Hungarian Al Roboski is like, I grew up looking at images of him just being a complete freak on the mound, which is great. But I remember this one this one pitcher, and I know you guys remember him as well. Remember Turk Wendell? Remember the guy yeah, that yeah. would jump over the, the foul line? He pitched for the Cubs and the Mets, and he kind of bounced around. But he would chew licorice, and he always had licorice in his mouth. Then he would go into the dugout and brush his teeth. And it was just this weird <laughs> repetition that he had. 
And at first, when I saw him do it, I was like, wow, this guy's intense. He, he is a creature of habit. And then probably the fifth or sixth time I saw him pitch, he was he was a good pitch. He wasn't great. And I just I, I realized he was in his own mental cage. And I felt <laughs> bad for him. But he was so intense and so like dedicated to his routine that I felt sorry for Turk Wendell because he was more intense than even any normal human would ever want to be to function normally. So I would probably answer Turk Wendell. Google him, kids, because you'll see a hilarious image on, on YouTube. Hey, Greg, free agents have been getting signed, and, and there are still a few pitchers out there. Uh, we've talked about the Cardinals needing some starting pitcher pitchers. Uh, do you think Nathan Navaldi or, or Carlos Radon could potentially be a, a suit for uh, for the Cardinals here, a fit for the Cardinals here? No, I just think the price tag is too high. He, to me, is the pitching version of what Carlos Correa became. What do I mean by that? Carlos Correa had one team held hostage. The San Francisco Giants hmm. had to sign Carlos Correa, and therefore he walked away with $350 million. To me, the New York Yankees have to sign Carlos Rodon. If you're going to bring back Aaron Judge and give him you know, almost $400 million, and you really think that you're going to you know, win the East to get, you're not good enough to win the World, the World Series. You're not better than the Astros. Everyone knows that. But you have to improve your rotation to go along with Aaron Judge. I think Rodon to the Yankees is so obvious that he's holding them hostage. And he is going to get over $200 million, which is what he wants. If the price tag were to come down, I don't know what the medicals are. They dive and comb through all the details when it comes to players like this. But if the, if the numbers were to come down under $200 million, the Cardinals probably would be more likely to revisit it. But I just think if the price tag it is, they've got enough. They've got enough starting rotation depth to where they don't need to give out the biggest contract in franchise history to Carlos Rodon. I just think eventually it's going to be the Yankees. And do I think the Cardinals still add? Yeah, but it's going to be guys like Andrew Chafin, Archie Bradley. They're going to add veteran pieces to a bullpen that I think is already good. Greg, if you look at the the top 10 contracts that have been given out in history, nine of them have gone to players on teams in top 10 markets. And it looks to me like the disparity is growing. We were looking at the Forbes uh, revenue estimates for the teams. Do you think it'll be more difficult in coming years for teams like the Cardinals to be able to keep players? If Jordan Walker winds up being as great as they expect him to be, I would anticipate that it's going to be really difficult for the Cardinals to keep him from going to a New York or an L.A. Yeah, but you know what? Like I said, the night of the Most Valuable Player Award, I host that show. You know, what we saw, I will never see again. And what I mean by that is a guy finishing the top three in MVP voting uh, still be relatively young in terms of early 30s, and yet you see what everybody's getting entering free agency at age 30 or 31 and not opting out of a contract. But we saw with Nolan Arenado, and the reason he didn't opt out of a contract with the Cardinals is because he loves St. Louis. I, I just think St. Louis is in its own different category, and that's not me being a St. Louis homer. What I'm saying is there are the haves and the have-nots in baseball, and it's always going to be that way. You know, the Pittsburgh Pirates are never going to have a top-five payroll. That's never going to happen. But the St. Louis Cardinals are a money-making machine. This is an organization that people can't get enough of in their market. Highest TV ratings, back-to-back years. Over 20 years, they've been in the top five in television ratings. They're a cash cow, and players know where you want to play. 
players get that. And just this past season, the magical end of careers for Yadier Molina and Albert Pools, to see the adoration of Cardinal legends, what we're going to see this year with Adam Wainwright, it's not just baseball players in St. Louis that witness it. It's all over national television, and every player sees it. Every college player sees it who's eventually going to be the next great MLB player. Every high school player sees it. St. Louis doesn't have to think about contending with the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Phillies. They've got a special magic in in the culture of that town that's going to always keep players that otherwise would leave for the highest price tag. Hey, Greg, with the with the contracts exploding the way that they are, do you ever see a, a chance for a salary cap in Major League Baseball? No, no. I mean, we got, what, four, four more years in the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, experiencing those negotiations the last time we went through it, it was tough. It led to a lockout. I, I, I think the union is so strong um, that they would never, ever, after everything they've ever worked for and all the – back and forth and the haggling, negotiations, strikes that we've seen in, in years past, they're not giving this away. And if you're a, if you're a 12-year-old, I, I, I always bring up my friend Harold Reynolds. My friend Harold Reynolds was at a basketball camp in, in eighth grade, a point guard camp in eighth grade in the state of Oregon. He won the MVP. He was the best point guard there in Oregon. He beat out two other really good players. One was Ryan Sandberg and John Stockton. (laughs) Harold Reynolds. (laughs) Harold Reynolds was the best point guard in eighth grade at a point guard camp over Ryan Sandberg and John Stockton. And Harold Reynolds, at the age of 12, had to look around the landscape of professional sports. He was a Division I recruit to be a defensive end. He could have been primetime Deion Sanders as a corner. He was unbelievable in football. His brothers played at Stanford. One of them played in the NFL. Like he, football was his thing. Basketball, best point guard in the region. Okay? And then baseball. And I think kids today are looking around and they're seeing how much money Kyler Murray gets. He turned down baseball first-round pick. But then they see he gets a, you know, a knee injury. And they, they hear about the head injuries. And then they see guys like Carlos Craig get a 13-year, $350 million contract. And guys like him and Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts are going to be paid until they're 41 to play baseball. Until they're 41. And, and they don't have to worry about the head injuries like you see in football. So I just think baseball's in a spot where with the new rule changes coming this year, guys, and, and pace of play significantly improving, if you're going to invest and in, if you're going to buy stock in a sport, baseball's it. There's not going to be a salary cap. It is the sport that players are getting paid in, and, and you're going to see this product continue to thrive. I can't imagine – what a great athlete like Harold Reynolds must have felt when he tries to score from first on a ball at the wall and Bo Jackson throws him out. When, when he's playing against Bo, he's, he's the best athlete. He's, he's a better point guard than Stockton. And then Bo Jackson throws him out and he gets to see Bo Jackson do his stuff. What must he have thought? I mean, think about the athletes on the field just in that one play. Yeah, right, right. right. I mean, Bo Jackson's like the GOAT of all great athletes. We're in love with Deion Sanders for good reason. But, kids, if you've never seen Bo Jackson run a football for the Raiders, you got to watch it. If you've never seen Bo Jackson hit a baseball in an all-star game, uh, it's straightaway center field off Rick Russell, you've got to watch it. This one highlight. This one highlight is the most amazing slash frustrating highlight in the history of time. 
Because as you know, but kids at home might not know, Harold Reynolds is one of the fastest players in the sport. Yeah. You see him rounding third, and the ball is up against the wall. <laughs> you see Bo Jackson up against the left field wall, turn around and heave a baseball. <laughs> then you see the ball disappear. There's terrible camera work. It's the worst <laughs> camera work ever <laughs> in sports. You don't see the ball. Out of nowhere, it's as, as if it was shot from a cannon in the bleachers in left field. Harold's tagged out at home plate, and Harold thrown his helmet. He can't believe it. It's an amazing play, but the worst camera work I've ever <laughs> seen. And that's why, of all the throws, of all the great throws, to this day, I still will watch on YouTube Rick and Keel's throw at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. To me, that is, if you want to watch the great throws of all time, Rick and Keel made a throw that you'll never see again. And I enjoy watching great camera work. We got to capture these moments. <laughs> Greg, my favorite Bo Jackson play is him running up the wall and coming down. That, that to me is, is the absolute, that's just freak athlete of freak athletes. Uh, my last question for you, Greg, was we often, I often, and, and most football players often talk about the, the, the baseball players union and, and how strong it is. What makes it so strong? Because I feel that the NFLPA is, is not as strong. I think baseball is probably the strongest of the major four major sports. What makes them so strong? and making all of the decisions that they make? Well, I think it's strength in numbers, A, right? And, and when I say numbers, it's not just, you know, members slash players. What I also mean is games played. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number of games. If you're running a business and you're trying to get people to, to fill the seats 81 times in a market, you're going to need the, the talent on the field to get them to come. So when we had strikes before and you had players that walked the picket line and said, you know what, I'm going to cross this, I'm going to play, and they were called scab players, right? The, the level of talent, we just, we're just t- we telling stories about Chris Carpenter playing hockey, how hard it is to throw a baseball 90 miles an hour with pinpoint accuracy, and it's even harder to hit it. When you bring B, C, D level players into a, a, a baseball forum and you expect fans to watch it, it's so watered down. It's so not good. I mean, you can you can watch a, a, a low level division one, division two basketball game and still be entertained if they're e- evenly matched. But you're not gonna see guys do what we've become accustomed to watching. So Major League Baseball and the owners know they need these guys. They need the top 1% of baseball talent. The reason these free agents are getting paid is because this is a great class of faces of franchises. You, you have ran, it's a rare class to have this many players that can overnight change your organization. And we need to tip our cap to, to the performance lately of long-term stars. We're seeing these contracts because, in my opinion, three players have changed the narrative of long-term contracts and free agency. Max Scherzer was money well spent, over $200 million by the Washington Nationals. Uh, Manny Machado has turned the San Diego Padres into a powerhouse. That is $300 million well spent. And look at what Bryce Harper did. The guy needed Tommy John surgery, had a busted thumb, repaired that to come back and lead his team to a World Series. They're changing the narrative of long-term contracts. And because of those three guys, I think you're seeing these long contracts get doled out. And again, when you have a face of a franchise that people know they can watch uh, 81 times in their market, 
That's a big deal. That's why, to me, the union is the strongest of all the sports. It's the MLBPA. Hey, Greg, last thing before we let you go, you and I talked privately about the Cardinals uh, and what they might add the rest of the way, and we, we both would like them to get a veteran reliever. But when you look at what the way the roster is set up right now, would you be at all surprised if the Cardinals would go to spring training with the group that they currently have? I, I would not be surprised if they didn't add anybody else. I, I wouldn't be shocked. No, not at all. Um, I, I, it's not in their mo to like just leave out throwing a flyer at a guy. I, I think that's an obvious. But you're going to see, you're going to see an Archie Bradley or someone like that get a chance and invite to spring training, and they hope that he pans out. But even if they don't do that, to your point, this is the best team in the division. Uh, I think the Brewers made a very uh, thrifty move. To get their hands on Contreras is, is, a, is a super talent. I don't know what happened there, why the Braves. I guess they must not be the receiver they were looking for. and Their, their starting pitchers uh, didn't enjoy throwing to him. To get Sean Murphy, that is definitely an ad for the Braves. But I just don't know what the Brewers think they're doing to part ways with Colton Wong. If they think they're better, and they got the great top three of a rotation. But this is the Cardinals division. And, and what I hope doesn't happen is what I call the UConn effect. Do you remember when UConn men's basketball had a Mecca Okafor? They had Ben Gordon. They were by far the best team in college basketball entering the season. And then they lost like six games <laughs> during the regular season. <laughs> and they got like a low seed. But then they went and won the national championship in the NCAA tournament because they just knew they were the best team. They kind of went through the motions during the regular season. Then when the tournament came, they actually lived up to the hype. I just hope the Cardinals have that 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 hunger when they that play like they're the underdog. If they do that during the regular season, you're going to see a 100 win team. That's how good this club is. But if they know they're the best team in the Central and they're okay with that, that stuff leads to disappointment. And then all of a sudden, the the big storyline is where did the Reds come from? And that, that's what everyone's talking about. The Cardinals need to play like they're the underdog. If they do that, they're not just the best team in their division, but even if they go to camp with the guys they have right now, they could they could battle the powers of the East. And I see just the East because I think the East is better than the West now. They could battle the powers of the East to be in the World Series. Greg, one last thing before we let you go, and that in regards tonight. So the big fellas are going to be there. We know that Manfred and Bettman are going to be there. You're their guy, so you need to show up and just make an appearance. Just say, go in, shake hands, uh, Commissioner Manfred, Commissioner Bettman, uh, Merry Christmas, thanks for having the party, and then you can get the hell out of there. Yeah, but, you know, I, people people bully me, man. I don't know why. I'm just – I think it's because I'm so gangly and uncoordinated and goofy. I think people are, are, are like, throwing side bets on how fast I'll fall. I'm not kidding. Yeah, don't skate. If don't I skate. If holiday party, yeah. I won't even put the skates on. I will be held down. They will tie skates on my feet, and they will slide me out there. I, I, I don't know. I'm worried. My coworkers aren't very nice to me. Well, that, that's one of the great things about having kids, Greg, is that you can say, hey, I have, I have a, a holiday event for the kids I got to get to. <laughs> well, everyone knows my kids are like, Dad, we want to see videos of you falling on your butt at a holiday party. And everyone will know that. If I go, I'm going to fall and you'll see videos. Uh, I can't I wait. Thank you, Randy, the video that has taken me getting my hair messed up on a, oh, on no. a skating rink. You're the I best. Can you just picture Kevin Weeks. Can you picture Kevin Weeks sliding and pushing me over and laughing as he skates by? I can totally see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You're the best. See you later. All right. Take care, guys. Take care. That's Greg Amsinger, MLB Network. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. 
Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.